0: Bearcat Bounce Podcast back at it again. It's a Monday. That's right. We're back on a Monday. It is a Monday. Monday night following a week shortened due to last Tuesday's edition of the BBP, but a Monday nonetheless following more news across more the the landscape of the Big 12 and of college sports in general. Uh, a boost as well on, on both sides as, as teams are starting at workouts ramped up as the basketball program back, getting lifts up, getting getting bunnies, if you will, some high verticals, if you will. That's right. It's, it's another Monday where we bring in the guys, the pals, the uh, the trio with myself, which means Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, let's discuss a little Bearcats. How are we? pretty good how about you hey Chad, i'm doing quite well thanks for asking yeah well how well how are we like how's your week pretty good what was, did you get into a,
1: it was a pretty calm weekend had some some people over for a fire on friday Is it uh, back? kind of yeah fire pit friday was back a little bit uh we had to it was a little warm so we put the fire in the backyard and then we hung out in the front Okay. And the heat just kind of carried over. So,
0: okay. It worked. No, out, it, was, uh, it, was,
1: it was a good time. And then Saturday, Kelsey was gone most of the day. So it's just me and the pups hanging around on the couch, watching some sports, and then ran some errands on Sunday. Here we are.
0: I can't, can't beat it can't be the typical uh, early summer weekend. I love it. Aaron, sir, how are we?
2: Doing all right. Went and celebrated one uh, of my. A good friends 40th i mean oh. I'm, hit, I'm hitting that stage of life people starting to turn 40 cannot relate but hey um that. me either but yeah i made it to cincinnati and, and then came back for baseball for the kids oh a lot of wins I, i'm guessing practice and scrimmage for all-star stuff
0: oh wow wow the eight, you tw- eight you and twelve you all stars. Yep, all oh, the studs. Okay,
3: the next Derek Jeter. Congrats, yeah, Barry Larkin. All right, Ryan, how are we, sir? I'm good. I was uh, I was out in Chicago for a little concert. I don't know if you guys oh. heard of two friends. They make the Big Booty Mix. Oh yes, yeah. They debuted their their new Big Booty Mix uh, Friday night. Went to that with my, some of my college buddies that live out there. And then it's the least surprising thing.
2: It's the <laughs> least God.
0: surprising thing you've ever said. So, so can <laughs> yeah. you can you describe where this concert setting
3: is? And oh yeah, it is a. Uh... So these guys, they kind of came on the scene when I was like a sophomore in college, just kind of right. like an underground college friend, guys that just takes all clips of like famous songs everyone knows the words to, puts them together in like an EDM beat. Yep. and so just like an hour long mix that everyone would listen to during college when you're like pre gaming or whatnot, and they grew yeah. all the way out to to selling out this outdoor venue in Chicago. There had to have been like ten thousand people there, just going nuts. They had fireworks, the whole stage, just the whole night. It was, I mean, they're they're a pretty known like DJ group now, so it was it was awesome. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The venue sits right on the lake. It's right next to Soldier Field, which was the Taylor Swift concert going on at the same time. No way. So it was a nightmare getting in and out of there. But it's just imagine just looking over the Lake Michigan and just right on the edge of the water. It's really cool. That's sick. So I...
0: I feel like they took the uh, power hour idea and just kind of ran with it, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, something like that, I'd say. A
0: minute or two clip, a little EDM in the back. I, I, I mean, I've listened to the Big Booty Mix, don't get me wrong.
3: Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. Got to.
0: would be fun. would be fun, yeah. <laughs> I was actually in the in, in the Queen City yesterday as well for a little wedding. Shout out to uh, John and Chelsea. It was a fantastic time. They're at The View. At Mount Adams, I would say the Bearcat showed up. I, I I've never seen a crowd get get more ants when the when the Bearcat walked in the door. You know, the people were hitting the gritty left and right. I mean, it was a it's as Cincinnati as it can possibly get. But you know, it was a it was a good time. But back and and, and ready for another week of uh, Bearcat content, baby. So can't quite complain. Um, but you know. The thing is, this you know, sometimes if you if you go all out at a big booty mix concert or, you know, and or like maybe at a at a Sunday wedding or or even checking out your all stars, out there on the on the diamond, you might get a little run down, a little worn down. Cars can get run down and worn down as well. If that does happen, you need to uh, oh Ed, I can kill the gritty. You need to head over to Danco, transmission and of care. Tell Danco Joe we sent you. Chatty B, Aaron Ryan, myself, BVP, Bearcat Journal, to get you hooked up. Ten percent off your next service, or ten dollars off your next oil change. Danco Transmission and Out of Care. Love you, Danco Joe. Love you, uh, guys. We're we're starting to hit the the. Wouldn't really call these the dog days of summer because it's like the first show in June that we have, but it's starting to get to the to the time where we gotta dig dig a little deep figure out some things to chat about and the main thing right now would probably be what came out last Friday in the uh, spring meetings for the big 12 Brett Yormark kind of tearing it up as he always does uh, mentioning the fact that you're going to distribute 440 million to the members yeah stressing the the underutilization of basketball um, talking about expansion about the how they have a plan of, uh, you know, seeing the upside in basketball, the opportunity that presents itself to create more value, Uh, kind of just doing exactly what Brett Yormark has done ever since he's taken over as commissioner of the Big 12. Um, Chad, I'm going to pass it to you immediately because this is kind of a situation where Brett Yormark steps up to the podium and just continues to spout things that we've heard from Brett Yormark from day one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, very strategic, very smart, you know, kind of uh, strategic maneuvers. I mean, you know, they're talking about playing football in Mexico and, um, you know, kind of the first conference to look at making basketball its own separate entity in, you know, uh, television talks and trying to focus and uh, accentuate what is they're essentially they're, the you know, they're the number one basketball league in the country. It's not particularly close. Why wouldn't you try to, you know, put that on a different level, try to do some things with that, that that nobody else is uh, is doing. Think outside the box of that with that a little bit. I mean, you're telling me when the when the ACC added, you know, the teams that they added and all of a sudden they had you know the, the old acc and then half of the big east like they, they couldn't have taken basketball to its own market and and gotten more for the basketball side than they did for the foot you know than they did when it's tied with the football side plus if you're if you're thinking of luring like a gonzaga um and you can say to them like this is specifically how much where you're going to get to come over and, and be a basketball partner for the big 12. Like it's just smart. Like the guy just is dialed in. He's got a good pulse on things. He knows what he's doing. He thinks in the box and out of the box. Like he, he's, he's impressive, man. Like I, I don't know how you cannot watch what he's done and, and walk away thinking this guy's never done this before, but he's got a vision And he's aggressive in in pushing that vision. And it all seems to make pretty damn good sense.
0: It's a quote quote that he had from Friday was, uh, we did discuss expansion, had a great discussion about expansion. In fact, we have a plan. As I've said all along, we have an appetite to be a national conference in our makeup from coast to coast. And we do believe in the upside of basketball moving forward as a collective group. That being said, we love our current composition, love the four new schools that are coming in next month. However, if the opportunity presents itself to create value, we will pursue it. Aaron, you're kind of always on top of this Uh, $10 on on Brent not doing the gritty. I I mean, I tell you what, this, this little kid was doing the gritty all yesterday, last night, and I started doing it. And I was kind of feeling myself. I like I was like, Ooh, I think I'm kind of hitting it pretty I'm good. I'm gritty
3: out, man. I've had <laughs> enough of the gritty. I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine never seeing a gritty the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> a crisp. that might pain some of the Bengals fans with with uh, Jamar. If we could just keep just it let Jamar. Jamar do it. Just like Jamar yeah. can yeah. do it. It's fine. Or 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 uh, J Jefferson. Those yeah. Two.
0: I, I I mean, but but a crisp, clean, gritty. There's not much else that tops that. I mean, it just it's beautiful. Beautiful. But there are a lot of
1: things that top a gritty.
3: I mean <laughs> I mean <Big> maybe 23 <laughs> Chicago,
0: Illinois. Maybe the stanky leg, you know. know. <laughs> Who
3: knows? Who
0: knows? But uh Aaron, you you've been on top of this kind of the, the expansion dynamic and everything that's going on. On over at the Pac-12 and whatnot, the the schools that have been mentioned, Chad already mentioned Gonzaga on the basketball side. UConn obviously getting a lot of smoke as well on the basketball side. Kind of, kind of, what are your thoughts now that Brett Yormark has stepped up and yet again further emphasize that they're tr- they're looking to do the stat value value to the conference.
2: I mean, I haven't seen Brett Yormark miss yet. Uh, we we have yet to see that. Um, there are some things still that haven't quite played out, um, like playing in Mexico or uh, potentially adding a school like a Yukon, like a Gonzaga, um, like a Colorado, which those three right off the rip, I don't care for any of them in the big 12, Uh, but that's my take. Um, But again, I haven't seen a miss yet. So I don't know just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's not a good move for the conference. Um, So it's, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) We haven't even seen, Cincinnati get in officially, and we're already talking about expanding more. Um, I love how people are still talking about the ACC somehow getting out of their GOR and all of that, even though I think that's just all hypothetical until we see somebody figure out an out of that GOR, because um, that's, again, from all indications that that's pretty ironclad. Um, I saw people today saying that because Apple's big news conference was today that um, – Apple would have, if they were going to save the day, they would have made an announcement today at their big news conference, and there was nothing.
0: I was that was $3, $3,500 uh, I mean mean, reality.
2: Set. Just in the regard of, of them being involved in any type of media deal right. um, revolving around uh, any particular conference, uh, largely the Pac-12. So I don't know that they're... I, I, don't see, I don't see the Pac-12 coming anywhere near what the Big 12 money is right now. I don't see the ACC getting out of what they're in, um, their uh, their horrendous 15-year deal. Um, And I I think that your mark is trying to nickel and dime his way to getting as close as he can to the uh, Big Ten and the SEC. And right now, you have to feel good as a member of the Big 12, uh, the way that he's been able to just maneuver the waters already in getting this conference to where it already is and having a renegotiation on the table here in the next five years before the ACC will have, uh, they, they may end up with two before the ACC's deals even up. So yeah, I'm excited.
1: Well, this is one, like they just got one in,
2: in yeah. the new ACC deal. They might get three. They might be the able <laughs> three times. It's yeah. outlandish.
0: That's like, you know, playing Mario Kart on, on you know, expert mode and you're a little tippy. Just chess you know, and baby. checkers,
2: you know? I mean
0: yeah.
3: triple lapped, baby. Triple lapped. Um, would you guys be uh, able to go out on the whim that he is the goat of commissioners God. right now? I mean we'll see. I like yeah, it's, yeah,
1: there's there's still a lot of ground to make up. Well the
2: the Big Ten has a new commissioner, so we don't know really anything about him yet that, as far as what he can or can't do. Uh Clive yeah,
1: he kinda like Greg Sankey runs the show.
2: Klyakov has has shown himself to be a, a giant nothing burger.
1: There's a lot of poop on that guy's leg. He just keeps, he just keeps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what what is it on the College Football Enquirer? They say that they're going to get the uh, gas station TV is is going to be where they're going to broadcast their games, the Pac-12 games. I, I I mean it's it is pretty appalling what's going on over there, and obviously when you have so many just rumors and stories fluctuating about you know, Colorado jumping ship and Arizona potentially jumping ship and, and other schools just considering it. I, it's hard for anyone to, to put pen to paper and lock anything down if there's uncertainties on both sides of it. So I the Pac-12 is a mess. And if the if the big 12 can benefit because of the, of the mess, then that's a, uh, that's an only an advantage for Brett Yormark. Um, Ryan, when you come back, I got a question for you. But uh, Chad and Aaron, thoughts on the revenue distribution? Obviously, uh, it's a number larger than what Cincinnati has ever been used to and one that was kind of expected, um, obviously, just due to past trends. But got to be pretty exciting to to hear and see that that's going to be something that, that comes to fruition.
1: Yeah, I mean, now you're allowed to start kind of budgeting, right? Yeah um you're allowed to kind of figure out okay this is the vicinity where we know like this is what we're going to have to spend this is what we're going to have to to market with this is what we're going to have to continue to upgrade facilities and continue to kind of do work internally that they haven't been able to do because the money was never really there so um yeah it's it's right around that range that we kind of have been hearing uh, I did see some people bringing up the old Stuart Mandel article from when Oklahoma and Texas left, saying that you know okay. basically they'll be lucky to get you know ten to twelve million uh, without Oklahoma and Texas, and you know the uh, the the blowhards for the Pac-12 have uh, have not had a good six months. I'll tell you that.
0: That's for damn sure, um, Aaron. Anything more on the that? Beautiful, beautiful dollar map.
2: No, I mean, I guess there was a, a report that came out that said Cincinnati was one of the top 25 teams that was in debt, uh, according to their sports. Um, and I don't recall what the name of the article is. Well, yeah, was. they just spent three,
1: they're spending $300 million on facilities.
2: Well, I'm, I guess the point I'm getting at is I, I don't know how much of that is right, in, in debt. Right in the beginning of the NIL era. Just I don't know how much of that is in debt versus how much of that is being made up already as far as donations and um, gifts from people. Uh, but it, it's a it's a good spot to be in. They, they knew what they were doing when they committed to these projects. They knew that the money was around the corner. They had already been accepted in Big 12, with, especially with like the IPF. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's there, I think they're sitting in a really comfortable spot for the first time in Maybe forever, as far as the money goes. Um, certainly, in the recent timetable. So, you got to be excited for where this program's headed.
0: Uh, Ryan, I got a general question. As far as it, you know, people always talk about the whole, you know, distance to travel and games. You know, and it's not as as you know doesn't relate too much to the football side of things because. Obviously, you've got a week off in between games and this, that, and the other. But when it comes to like a basketball team or, you know, any other Olympic sport or baseball or whatnot, and you have, you know, games potentially in Spokane, Washington, games potentially all the way in, you know, Connecticut, maybe all the way down to Orlando, Florida, all the way up to Cincinnati, this, that, and the other, all the way around. You're How- love it. I, it, yeah, it's hard to get there after a Wednesday night game in Spokane. But uh, how, how tough is travel overall on just teams as a whole, you think? I, I mean, one, one would think that college athletes are probably at the peak of their athletic performance and peak of their you know conditioning and, and this, that, and the other. But is travel and getting from one place to the next and – a short amount of time, is. does that really play a toll
3: on teams as the season wears on? The only time I, I say it made a huge difference was the night games. Saturday night games, uh, and then you have to get on the plane, get to the airport, then get back. I mean, when we went to UCLA, I think I got into my room at 5 a.m. And, like, they let us sleep in, but that just, like – Messed all of us up for a couple of days, right? Like, yeah. But we, but even then, like we still had, like we traveled on a Friday, we played on Saturday. But and then, if we we're a basketball team, we travel back after the game, and then we might have to go travel again on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then that starts to add up when they got thirty games a year. So, travel it—you can get through it way easier with football. Um, but if you're talking going, going all all the way out to the west coast that 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 is really hard I mean mostly like whenever we went to Dallas that wasn't too bad and just as long as you avoid those like eight o'clock kicks in football like travel isn't too big of an issue
0: Chad you think that's something that they don't even think about I mean it's like just adding
1: charter like it, it... Right. it's not it's not like you're dealing with like going to an airport and going through baggage and then right. yeah, going through security screening and then waiting for your flight and then boarding your flight. then you got a screaming baby like two rows over or like <laughs> does is it is it ideal to like have to go all over the country? No, but like, do we ever talk about like, oh no, like I, and it, I guess that people do talk about it, but like, this NFL team's gotta fly to San Francisco, you know, they got the, the Giants are playing in San Francisco. Oh god. Like, no, it's just part of you know, if it was major league and like you're flying on a two propeller prop jet, like that, you know, nobody can get any sleep and right. everything's uncomfortable. Like, yeah, then it then it yeah. you know becomes kind of a a burden, but they get on a bus at uc they drive to lincoln in like 30 minutes CBG. They're, well CVG, lincoln whatever in 30 minutes they're they're on the plane and getting ready to like take off like it's not this all-encompassing like it's it takes a whole day
0: six hour trip yeah like it's
1: a six hour process like mm. no like it's is it is it perfect no would would I prefer a world where everything was still a little more regional in college sports? yeah, but with the money that's that's available and and being spent and thrown around right like I just don't look at it as something that's you know uh overwhelming, I guess
0: yeah that's that's kind of my stance on it I like that was the main talk when the big Ten added. USC and UCLA was like, oh my gosh, imagine a Wednesday night tip off in at UCLA, and then you gotta go play Saturday at noon, you know, at Wreckers. And it's like, okay, yeah, I I mean I I get that, but in the same sense, it's like it's not that bad. You know, you go you play a two two hour game, you get all, all of your, you know, recuperation that you need, and then you are off to your next location. I just I think it's a little overrated when it comes to the whole distance type thing. And I think coast to coast just pays off even more. If you can get teams like a Yukon and a Gonzaga to add worth to the, uh, to the conference more than just worrying about the distance between one game to the next. But people are liking your major league reference chat. Good, good quick drop by you. I know that's one of your favorite movies.
1: It's, it's my favorite sports movie by far.
0: Okay. Okay. I don't
1: know,
3: Charlie. Got a guy on the other line about some
0: white balls. Let me get back to you. Quick, Roy, your favorite sports movie? Friday Night you
3: Lights. You may run like Maze, but you hit. Oh, like shit. or I guess Rocky. I, I really like Rocky. If you count Warrior, I think that's my favorite one. Okay, um, that movie's badass.
0: Friday Night Lights, Rocky, Warrior. How about that yeah. quick change yeah. of events? <laughs> I I'm it. a comedy I started guy. Thinking
3: about, started thinking about combat, and then.
0: I like all three.
3: Aaron I'm Taylor. a comedy guy. I uh, gotta have the comedy. Right. Yeah.
0: Any given Sunday. Oh. That's a that's a sexy movie right there. Real, best, real Al, Al, best line in Al Pacino.
1: Best line in Major League. Where'd you play last year? California Penal League. How'd you get there? How'd you end up there? Stole a car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think all this that, that we talked about, and, and Dave's a lot better at this expansion stuff and realignment stuff. Or, or I'll say Dan. Dan has not really had a had a uh, visit to the BCJ pod in a while. Chad, I, I might have to change if all these, I mean, moving you know, parts come come through.
1: Dan's a mover and a shaker. Like he he's got some things to take care of. So
2: it's a busy time of year for him. Yeah.
1: It's- I mean, we get them when we can get
2: them.
0: How about the potential ad of Colorado? And I, I know it's a, it's a weird situation, and, and everyone's got their certain critique on it. But they've got the the big noon kickoff in Week One and Week Two for Fox, and then they're on national TV on ESPN on Week Three for a team that only won one game last year. That's that's pretty uh pretty big draw. Something that would probably help out.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean. Dion's gonna be there for what? Two years, three, three years, then one. Like, and that, yeah, and then and then you're still you're you're back to be in Colorado. Like,
3: no, I was also saying, where do you think he's gonna go if he State succeeds? Saban can't
2: won. coach forever.
3: <laughs> if Are he struggles, sure?
0: right back <laughs> to Jackson, sure. <laughs> yeah, they may almost, have already I'm built Saban his clone robot. Yeah, exactly. Something like that, Royer. What was it like seeing seeing old Saban across across the sideline?
3: It was it was kind of surreal because uh, he's not very he's not very tall. Um, but I think the the first surreal one was um, Brian. Well, I guess Chip Kelly and then Brian Kelly. Just yeah. like he, growing up, like Chip Kelly was the man at Oregon, yep. and he was just like idolized by the media. And so I just seeing him in real life, just like, that's that cocksucker that everyone <laughs> all hyped about. And then just seeing Brian Kelly just, like, you know, when, while we're beating their ass, that was, you know, you can't get better than that. But then, yeah, Saban is just, like, in his whole league of his own. And I don't know. It, it, was, it was just hard because I was so, like, like, locked in on the game because, you know, it was the playoff, and I wasn't really – Focused on saving, but when we went over there to like, shake the hands and stuff, just seeing him walking around by you, it is kind of crazy. But This damn guy. Yeah.
0: Don't don't even know what kind of dollar amount to put on your worth. You're, you're some other world human. But, yeah, I, I, yeah. I see Chip Kelly beating him not once but twice. How about that? Yeah. That's big time. Big time. NFL coach, take it to the chin. Nice chase down tackle by Josiah DeGuara. A lot of fun in that game, but uh, yeah, kind of wrap up this expansion talk because Chad. I know this is something that Dave loves to to get into the to the weeds with, but um, yeah, it, you know, it, your Mark also mentioned the rebranding of uh, of the Big Twelve, um, or, or sorry, no, a, a brand refresh for the Big Twelve. Um, not going to change the logo or its name. But they want to modernize its branding. That is going to be something interesting to see as well. Um, I know they he he saw the amount of success they had at the at the Big Twelve uh, championship game. Uh, the what the Big Twelve tournament, right? With, with with DJ Diesel and and all that that whole crew showed up there, just saw the marketability of the conference as a whole. So I'm sure that's kind of what they're going to try and angle towards too. But if anything, everything that came out of that press conference following the spring meetings was nothing but a positive.
1: Is that a uh, is that a timestamp cue that you're you're hitting me with there?
0: It was a bit of a lead-in. If if anyone had any closing remarks on uh, the stealing of Dan Simmons' um, Thunder, if you will, <laughs> and then, I guess uh, I just
2: don't understand what what a brand refresh is. If you're not changing the logo, you're not what like. Then what are we doing? You're not changing the colors. See
1: what it is. It might be something that we're like, oh shit, that's brilliant. That's what that guy. That's what this guy does.
2: It's just it was it was a strange thing to even put out there. I don't I don't understand.
0: Rock Nation gonna get it vibing. Make it happen.
1: All right, that's the Quick Paper Supply timestamp. Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing wide range of food service products from to (laughs) go containers cups. What are we doing custom printed products, eco friendly and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513 470 2029 reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom, baby. Quick paper supply time. So you, you guys want to go to basketball or, or football now?
1: Did you see the uh Travis Kelsey thing from the White House? No. So funny. That
2: man that man knows no boundaries.
1: So That's- this is exactly. So they're doing like the jersey thing with Biden. And they're off to the side, and they're giving Biden the jersey, and the podium is empty. Right. So they get done with the, the Biden thing, and, of course, Travis sees an open mic and starts walking towards it. And Mahomes intercepts him right as he gets to the podium and walks him back to where the team is. Like, no, 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 we're not doing that here. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not getting on the mic drunk at the White House. Like, we're just let's calm down, Travis
0: uh yeah i just watched the video uh, aaron like you said he knows no boundaries man no boundaries
1: open mic like that's for me they put that there for me to talk on it So I'm and gonna i talk on it
2: i i think that's the only thing presidential in i don't know how many years maybe ever on my twitter timeline
0: <laughs> right? Because
2: I avoid politics like the plague, but
0: you and me both.
2: I thought that was fantastic.
0: That is yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I, I mean I he stepped up there like he was the he, like the he, POTUS, was right, man. he was ready to give a speech. Yeah, he, he's the POTUS. Let him was, let was him do it.
1: You gotta fight for your right.
0: He got a couple words
2: out. Did he? what I didn't what he hear he say Said something along the lines of like, "I never thought I'd
0: be here." <laughs> and like, it, was, it was like an, it was an acceptance speech or something.
3: <laughs>
0: Look at me back at the White House. Uh, uh, what uh, is, uh, is is that their first uh, trip to the White House?
1: I mean, COVID. Would, would, did they have a COVID yeah. Super Bowl twenty?
0: I wonder if if they weren't they didn't go. Oh. I don't
2: know. I mean there were lots of teams who didn't go during the last presidency as well. So I don't know yeah. the answer to any of that. Yeah. Or, or were they the ones that went and got McDonald's catered?
0: No, that was the, <laughs> that was the uh, Clemson Tigers. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, that
1: was Clemson. You're right. You're right.
0: Oh man. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that's a, that's yet another mm-hmm. ambassador of the Bearcats. It's a legend, man. Just a true legend golly but um you know it's a interesting thing is well i guess we're rolling to into football now yeah because they won february 2nd 2020 so that was the 20, 2019 season so i imagine after that by the was, time no. yeah because
1: this is this is when you would like you know you do it in the summer yep everything was locked down so they they wouldn't have even had a chance <laughs>
0: Is that going to be one of the weirder things ever to look back at? It's just that that whole entire quarantine and, and COVID shutdown. I, like Royer, was that just nuts as a as a student athlete during that time? I like because because as a normal human being, it was nuts. So I can only imagine like a student oh, athlete I trying heaven.
1: to. I don't have to go out and deal with people. Like oh, <laughs> this is amazing.
0: Oh, I went to Florida for like two months. I was like, this is pretty nice.
3: Yeah, I, well, it really hit when I was on spring break in Florida, and then I, we came back, like, that, they, like, shut down all the beaches, we come back, and we start doing spring ball again, and, like, there was, like, rumblings in, like, the locker room, like, oh, they're they calling off, they're calling off, uh, they're calling off practice today, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, because guys all. Oh, one person thinks they hear one thing and they just spread it around and you just get the craziest shit going in the locker room. Right. So I go out there like, yeah, Coach Fickle would never like get, like call off practice. And we go out and like, we just start warming up and, and doing like some beginnings beginnings of practice and Coach Fickle just like calls us in and I'm like, what the hell's going on? He's like, all right, there's this, bullshit covid shit so we got to send you guys home <laughs> basically just send us home oh. and, and then like then all chaos breaks out because like guys on the team they're like yeah my uh my my uh, cousin's boyfriend's a cop he's saying they're they're gonna shut down the whole city he won't be able to leave so like a bunch of us are going to the grocery store, like stocking up on oh, food yeah. and beer and all. <laughs> it was chaos, man. How many
1: beers do you buy to stock up for a potentially never-ending quarantine? I
3: right. bought two two cases of Bud Light and like a handle of some like I don't remember. <laughs> but, it was, but it last? Three days? Two days? It, it, <laughs> it lasted a long time because we ended up like not having the city shut down. So we were... We uh we didn't have to like sit in the room and drink beer like degenerates. <laughs> How long would it have lasted? Two days, three days? Oh, shit. I don't know. Maybe I'd say a week. For Not just two me, cases though. and a handle. If you're talking just me in there, then it would be like two, two and a half, three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you uh, want to thank yeah, the donation?
2: <laughs> Yeah, want to thank Jim Tudor for the donation. Georgia Bearcat and BCJ subscriber in Bulldog Country. Nice to have a connection. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate you, sir.
0: Yeah, I remember that was like, like the St. Patrick's Day was like the Saturday celebration right before everything shut down. and We all were like going out and stuff. We were like, I remember like Monday came and it, it like the news was like everything is shut down. Nothing anymore. We're like, no. oh gosh, should we not have been <laughs> out? But, well, for uh, us,
2: it was
1: like. Like, look, man. We've been in like we had been fighting cancer for three years at that point. Mm-hmm. It's like she's not going out like this. Like we're not like a trip to Kroger is not going to like have, be how this fucking ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was a bit of a, a little terrifying, also a bit of a pain in the ass. Like really yeah, at the
2: begin at the beginning, everybody was wiping their groceries down like all sorts of crazy stuff.
0: So. <laughs> yep. Oh, I. Ryan went for the beer. I got like probably 20 bottles of wine. It just had that thing stocked. It lasted a week. It yeah, ran out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the store and do it again and wipe down the, wipe down every single bottle with, with spray and shit when we got back. Monday but...
1: they were like weren't you just here Thursday? And Brent's like it was the weekend. No. <laughs> we, had like, we had a wedding online.
0: Different masks. Different masks, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, we
1: but, did a wedding
0: online. That might have been one of my top three punchlines in this whole, history in this show. Uh, that was a uh, that was another thing. But anyway. Um <laughs> we'll keep the keep the flow. Keep the, it's it's summer if you keep so. Uh we'll we'll keep the flow with uh with football. Um, wine was available.
1: Toilet paper, different story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you, had, you had to carefully peel off the wine label and, and use that for later.
1: <laughs> save it. Unreal.
0: <laughs> but um, football. Uh, a lot of news recently. Uh, Pro Football Focus kind of put out a discussion with one Dante Corleone. I wanted to give a little appreciation section right now for Dante Corleone. I think he's kind of the most talked about returning player for the Bearcats, at least nationally, getting a lot of looks for an All-American, um, getting a lot of looks for just being the the stud defensive player that we all know he is. Um, it, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do with this new staff, with this new uh, style of, of defense, where the defensive line kind of just gets after it. Because he was, I, I saw he was rated one of the top, Defensive run stoppers, uh, the, the best graded since Micah Parsons was in college. So that just kind of puts him up in a, in a in a rare group of of players. But guys, when it when it comes to returning a a piece like Dante, who is a man in the middle, who can just kind of I, I believe nose tackle is probably one of the more underappreciated positions on defense because you're not going to really stuff the stat sheet, but you're going to have be able to affect numerous other positions. If you can draw double teams and beat double teams, like he's been known to do. Um, We've talked about sleepers a lot in the past few uh, pods. Uh, Let's talk about absolute studs. Uh, Dante Corleone. What do you think just his presence and the ability to have him plug right in the middle of the defense uh, is going to have on this transition?
1: I think nose tackle right now. And we'll see if Royer agrees with me or not, but with, with the spread, with, with, everybody trying to, to go like this offensively, having a dominant nose tackle is maybe more important now than it's ever been. Because back in those days of like three yards in a cloud of dust, you had eight, nine, 10 guys. Like everybody was in the box. Everybody was playing downhill and, and trying to make plays like on the running back. And now that guy is solely responsible for what, two gaps, two and a half gaps, Ryan, essentially. So if you have a guy like him that can just absolutely eat up the run game, um, it it, it changes the way you can play defense.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think he he even had to carry even more weight with uh, Luke Fickle's defense with the three-man front. I think now when you have four guys on the line, I think it's gonna open up even more possibilities for him because they can't double team him as much. They can't hone in on him like they were last year after they noticed all the damage he was doing. Um, So I I agree with Chad in the stance of how important those tackles been and it just comes to show how important Dante Corleone's been for our defense and the results don't lie, the stats don't lie, production. He's a straight up beast. He's a mauler, um, and I think he's going to be the anchor of this defense. Um, Ryan, I want
0: you to give me kind of your first story, first Dante story, because I mean the the guy uh, he's he's a big friend of the pod. He he, he listens. Uh, you know, he's always fun to chop up with at at basketball games and and after football uh, practices or games. But you know, just 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 a dude that kind of it's hard to miss Dante Corleone. Uh, that's a It's a big fella that is just a beast. But what was your first, like, oh, wow, here's – this is Dante Corleone, another, you know, another
3: Coleraine guy. What's up, man? Um, Your first interaction with Dante. I didn't have a ton of interaction with him when he first got there, but when we got to camp, um, he just looked just, like, just strange. Just unlike anything we had on the D-line, just so wide, just stocky. And like his helmet was just like smushed in on his head, he just look, he, and he just looked young. And then, and then you went, we went and watched him play. And like a couple of times, you didn't really know who was in, but you just saw just like a, a, a train wreck at at the set, at the point of attack basically, and and you just hear all the D linemen, like. Curtis Brooks, just going nuts. Like, all right, Dante, like, holy shit, Dante. And he just kept hearing more and more of that. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay attention to this guy. And he, but he would only play for like a couple. Yeah. He couldn't move him. He he would only play for like a couple snaps at a time because he would just so, he would get so damn tired, but he would just like, he was a freshman. He was going in there with the twos and just blowing people up and just playing his ass off. He just had such a small tank for energy. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of my first impressions of him. Kind of a funny story was if you're looking for one of those, uh, in the summertime, always
1: um, Ryan, we're always looking for one of those. Yeah. In
3: the summertime, like we would cook out a lot at the house before the season and we'd always go get a lot of food and we're like, Oh shit. Like we got like too much, but like we'd always just invite Dante to all our cookouts. Cause he was always looking like to hang out and stuff. And he was super fun and a good time. And he was always hungry and shit. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> so we would just, we would just invite him over. He'd come kick it for the whole cookout. He'd eat as much as he want come and just hang out. And but he was like the vacuum cleaner uh, for our, for our leftovers, man, he was, he would take it down. But yeah, that was kind of just a funny story on it. And it was just, he was the cookout guy. We'd always hit him up for the cookouts and stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right?
0: Uh, you know, obviously, Aaron, you've been able to kind of get to know Dante as well, kind of the the guy he is off the field and, and, and kind of the, uh, the beast he is on it. Just your thoughts. I, obviously, uh, you know, it's not common for teams to return a top rated defensive player and have him be at a position where he didn't, you know, he was still kind of sharing snaps last year obviously um now it's going to be no kaiser i mean him and, yeah he was him and, yeah him and right briggs rotated yep. yeah, exactly yeah so uh, now he's going to be out there the full mati as as much as he can handle um i i mean aaron just just having a, a cog like that on a defense where you definitely need playmakers and he seems like he is going to be one well i mean
2: he's he's got the nickname he's got the look he's got he's from colerain here in cincinnati so he's the hometown kid i mean it's kind of cool that my dad actually went to Colrain and uc as well so i mean i have that kind of connect there um but just i don't know i mean he's everything that you want in a, and especially for a team that is kind of in a rebuild Mm -hmm. And he came back and is not going anywhere and wants to play in front of his hometown. And he's not afraid to step up as being a vocal leader, clearly. Um, What else could you ask for? Right. He checks every box.
0: He does. He does. And and, and the fact that, you know, he kind of touched on it a little bit in that article with PFF. I I suggest you go and read that if you have the time. Kind of just mentioned all the, you know, his mom and, and how much you know he he appreciates her, and he strives every day to to make her life better through what he does, and I you know it just it speaks to the kind of guy he's off the field. You know, Jack Griffith tweeted about it, um, said said that he's he's what NFL, NFL scouts label a double A player, a plus football character, a plus personal character. And a whole lot of dog. I, I, I love I love my recruiting staff with the, with their tweets and whatnot. But, I mean, it's, it's the truth. That's what Dante is. So, um, I had to give him a little appreciation time on the pod because he deserves it. Uh, he's out we, there. We, we need to Go. get Jack
1: on at some point, too. He, he told a great story the other day. Um, so, the youngest, he worked for the Jets. He was a scout for the Jets the youngest scout on the staff is like the reaper so they're the ones that have to tell guys that they get cut
0: right Right. yep
1: so he walks into the weight room one day like right after he came to uc and sauce is down there and sauce is like reaper the hell are you doing here and he's (laughs) like man i couldn't i couldn't take that job Couldn't, (laughs) couldn't it couldn't, couldn't deal with being the guy that had to let people know that their dreams were coming to an end. So I'm going to college route now. But uh, could you imagine Sauce just seeing the Reaper come into the, uh, the weight room like, oh, yeah. "How's this guy doing here?"
0: Well, and, and that's the first time they cut. have. Yeah, Sauce. <laughs> awesome. Wait a minute! I thought I did really well last year. What's going on? <laughs> Came all the way to Cincinnati to see me, but no. I, tell me know, how I, well I was doing. Right right speak praises but yeah i i mean they're they all just seem awesome i'd, I'd love to have them on the pod chop it up just just get those stories but yeah Dante is exciting and he's crucial for uh the success of the team next year so that'll be that'll be something something to watch but crucial for the future of the program um chad this this weekend uh pretty massive official visit list is this Kind of is what Khalil House is a major offensive line target that'll be in attendance. Yeah. Uh, Kel Woodburn, obviously a commit. Uh, Jaquan Shanks. I, I, I mean, the list goes on and on of, of the amount of players that are are going to be in town for for an official visit this upcoming weekend. Is this kind of the the one that the staff has kind of pinned down? Is that you know every summer they've got that really big official visit and and kind of go all out for like the previous staff did? Is this Kind of yeah, I mean that's just that. kind
1: of that's kind of standard. You have that one like your first visit weekend of the summer. Now it, it used to be later, like when right. before the calendars changed. Right. um But now, like th- that first visit weekend of like late May, early June, you've been working for months. Like this is our, you know, you put it on the calendar early. This is the day we're going to have all of our primary targets in town, our commits in town. It's when you schedule like the old staff used to do, like uh I don't know what this staff's gonna do, but the old staff used to do like, you know, Great American ballpark mm-hmm. back when it was in December. Um, they'd book the where the Diamond Club section is. Right. They'd book that and they'd have dinner there, and that was their way of showing recruits like Cincinnati's a big time town. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see this this staff that first what the itinerary looks like on that first visit weekend. But um, this is definitely, you know, this we wanna put our best foot forward and try to get as many as we can. If you remember last year was the year that I, I had never seen anything like it. Like generally kids come, they commit on Sunday before they go home. Uh, and then they go home and they plan their announcements and they get their edits ready. And there was like, I think it was six guys on Saturday. Yeah. Because I was at the fish show in deer Creek. I I, I remember my buddy was like, Hey, can you, uh, I've got an extra ticket. Like you want to go to the fish show with me? I was like, Oh yeah. Like the visits are ongoing. Like nothing ever happens on the Saturday of official visit weekend. Like I'm good. And no sooner than we had gotten on the road to go to Indy, I got a call, like, <laughs> shit's about to be crazy. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? No, not today. And we were in the parking lot at the fish show and I was popping uh official visit tweets all the way. I was in the lawn waiting for the show to start when the last one happened.
0: I, I thought you were going somewhere else with the popping, but yeah. Um I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I like. I remember that too because I was I was at the at the zoo with my nephew, and I was like, "What is going on? This is insane!" And it it was kind of like expected for a couple, right? And then it just kind of just blew up after that. It was became became a thing. Yeah, it was a. I, I think it totaled being like nine in the course of like a week or like a week and a half, and. I mean, with the way that the staff has already started with with the 2024 class, I, I can only imagine it's going to be a pretty productive one. And, You know, of course, you got like birdsong coming in, and it, you know the high level commits that'll that'll do nothing but just continuously recruit the guys that are on campus that haven't committed yet. So um, I'm sure BCJ will have wall to wall coverage on, on on that and everything yeah. that we need to hear, and then we'll we'll rehash it on uh, next week's BVP as well. But it's, it's, a, it's a big, big weekend. Um, hopefully the weather's looking good. I, I imagine it will. Be, uh, it's been pretty nice the last few weekends. But um, anyway, to, to get them here, get them in front of the staff, get them to, to see the, uh, the path that they're going in the Big 12, it's going to be nothing but a positive. No doubt about that. Um, let's see here. Anything else football-wise, guys? Obviously it's a huge recruiting weekend hats off to Dante Corleone. Um, other than that, we'll, we'll keep you updated with anything else.
1: Quick paper supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products is proud to sponsor the timestamps on the Bearcat bounce podcast. They service over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom, oh, baby. Quick paper supply timestamps. Have, have we spoke with them about getting any, any like cups or anything to drink out of it? Be a nice little quick paper supply timestamp cup.
1: Get Brent a uh, quick paper supply wine glass.
0: Ooh. That could be nice. That could be nice. But, uh, yeah, well, there we go. Um, basketball, we are in. The team is working out. They, the pictures that they post on the social medias is about as exciting that I can get looking at pictures that people post on the social medias. But none might top the video today of Aziz. Bandago, soaring first off, looking massive, second off, soaring. Uh, Mike Rayfelt, he knows how to get the uh, juices flowing for the Bearcat Baby. <laughs>
1: That's a big human,
0: yeah. It's a and big human from what you've heard, Chad. Is he kind of exactly as advertised so far? The first so two, far, yeah. I
1: mean, he's Throw it up there, and he'll go get it. And you know, I think he's probably a little sore from dealing with the Mike Rayfeld workout regime <laughs> uh, that first week, as as most new guys are. Yep. But uh, he's an impressive looking dude.
0: Got to imagine that. Um, I, I, I mean, I just don't see a, a scenario where he's not in the NBA in the near future. Uh, just a true rim runner, shot blocker. Um, can finish the role. I uh, just he just has all the makings of that, and I, I just I gotta pinch myself every once in a while to be like, yeah, that guy from Utah Valley that was dominating is a Bearcat. It's it's awesome to see. Um, but yeah, that video of him getting up soaring, uh, then obviously the other pictures of of the guys just working out and whatnot is uh, exciting to see, but. Chad, it's it's not quite birdie season, but um if if you were to hear a pulse or get any inclination on how things have been going on the basketball side of things, is, is there anything that you've been hearing at all? A lot of
1: buzz on Seamus. On um I know there, there there's a lot of people real happy with how he showed up in terms of where he was at physically. Um Good looking, you know, prospect for that combo forward six, seven, 235, thirty-five, two hundred and forty pounds. Solid, good lateral athlete. I mean, as we knew, he's not the not the the quickest, like, you know, bouncy like athlete, but I, I've heard there's been a lot of uh positive reviews on how well he moves laterally. Um how they think he can defend in their system uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, optimism for the way just because of of the basketball IQ that both of them have with him and CJ Frederick when they're on the floor together, spacing, passing, cutting, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, a different kind of offensive basketball maybe than we've been accustomed to. So uh, I think everybody's pretty excited about how those two guys kind of look together.
2: Sounds dreadful.
1: Yeah, passing, cutting, three-point shooting, dunks, lots of dunks. Uh, Sounds terrible. And then –
0: There you go. And then?
1: Jameel Reynolds is an aircraft carrier. That is a giant (laughs) human being. Uh, I've seen him on campus a couple times. Saw him Thursday – uh, when they had their first football camp on the first bike for somebody that size, like, you, like, yes, he probably needs to continue dropping some weight, but he, it, he doesn't carry it poorly. Like when you hear somebody up in the 275, 280 range, you think of like kind of fat, right? But he is like, his shoulders are just like, he is just a huge dude. And I, I was pretty surprised to hear he's a legit 6'11 in socks. Like, that's – yeah. To, to combine that frame with that size, like, who?
2: So, how would you compare him to, like, a Corriente de DeBerry?
1: He's bigger. Which is crazy. He's bigger.
2: Or his hand's
1: bigger. Corey's, no, I haven't shook his hand, but I can't imagine that they are. But I can't imagine that they're small,
0: <laughs>
1: right? Like uh, I can't imagine that they're not massive,
0: right? You know, it, it's it's refreshing to hear the you know the ability to kind of space the floor and you know passing ability. The other of, thing about Jamil,
1: he can shoot. Like that's that's yeah. maybe been the most surprising thing I've heard from people talking about him. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice touch out the three point range from everything I'm hearing. Now, do you want it to be a volume like, you know, shoot six threes a night? No, but right. if if the offense calls for it and you move the ball well and he's got an open look, like I don't think anybody is gonna give him the red light.
2: If he's making them, let him shoot six. He's shooting them.
0: Who cares? You know, I that's the thing with the whole five fives and potentially zero fours on the roster, is the fact that if you can get Vic and Jamil kind of in a bit more of a hitting down an open look to keep their defender at least honest. I mean,
1: even Aziz, he hasn't taken a lot of them, but he's shown he can make them when he gets them.
0: Right. Oh, that that shot is funky, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's he's made them. He's he's made He looks like them. a snake or coiling climbing.
1: before uh before it attacks.
0: Right. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like he like right, writes... but when
1: you're when you're seven one with seven four wingspan, like it's not gonna look right. It's not gonna look smooth. <laughs> you gotta you gotta contort. Vic can't shoot. I especially out to like 18 feet. I think he probably needs to continue this summer getting more consistent, uh more comfortable out to the three-point line. But Vic's got a nice touch on his shot, it's just a confidence thing.
0: I, I mean, the funny thing about Vic is like, you, you think about it and like, yeah, sure. He, he he hasn't really made too many threes in his career. He's only made three of them. But if you think back to the three threes that he made, he had, he had a big one against Xavier in last year's cross-down shootout. And in his first year playing, he had a massive one at the end of the first half at home against Houston that kind of, you know, capped off kind of a comeback run that the team had. Also hit another one. Against Memphis at Memphis, that kind of kept him in the games. So I, I like when he shoots it confidently; it, it looks good. And you know, Chad, Chad, you and I have mentioned a couple times that he would just shoot a bunch of threes during his the the, the year that he sat out um, during the COVID year. And for the most part, in the pregame, they were, they were falling falling through the through the hoop. So I I think that you know, Wes wants to have that be the next evolution of his game, and if he can do that. I mean, that's huge, but having the ability to space the floor with, with Samus and with CJ and potentially with Dan um, as well, if he can get that shot kind of dialed in, it's going to only open it up for the downhill attacking point guards that they have. And then of course the other plethora of bigs, that'll be patrolling the paint, if you will. So, Need that spacing, but it's good to hear that the size is, is absolutely legit. Chad, can can you remember or Aaron and, and Ryan at, at the college, like a, a Cincinnati team with this amount of size? I, I don't think that it's ever happened. Um,
1: I can tell you who they remind me of. Let's hear. Remember that 2012 Florida State team that UC beat to go to the, the Sweet 16? Okay. I, I remember walking out to that game like pre-game for that game in uh Nashville and just going oh my God. like they're gigantic mm-hmm. like I think they actually didn't they have a dude that was like seven three seven two seven
0: three they had that that Bernard James he well he, he was six ten and he fought 6-10. like he, he did huge.
1: two tours in Afghanistan
0: right exactly he did uh um, you
1: imagine <laughs> I could not I know they right
0: Actually, their starting five was 6'5", 6'3", 6'5", 6'8", 6'10", but they had 6'11", 7-foot off the bench. Yeah,
1: I mean, they were just like in the – I'm just talking about when they were like shooting around and doing their pregame warm-up. It was like, my God. Uh, And Jaquan Parker was the four for that team. So it was like they they literally looked like they came up to like the breastplate of Florida State's front line except for Yancey. Um, and that was, that was, that was a monstrous Florida state team. That's kind of like seeing how, and, and maybe even bigger, like across the board, if you look at this, like what UC has
0: right, right. now. Uh, well, and if I, you know, I heard you saying Seamus is looking like six, eight, uh, six, seven, six, six seven, seven yeah. plus. Yeah. yeah. Dan pushing like six, five, six, six looking at yeah. these, I I mean, that's, that's your. You've got size. Uh Ravon listed at six seven. Um, I, I mean it'll be fun. <laughs> you know, I what do you tell them to come off the the bus, all the bigs first? First, yeah. Burps. They're just like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, well, Ray,
2: Ray's hair takes him up to
0: like seven foot. 6'9". Six, six, six. Yeah, six, or so. His hair, yeah. I was thinking seven
2: three. I think uh, I think it's more than three inches. <laughs> so that he's got some tall spikes.
0: Well, I so I listen to part of my take a lot. Um, the uh, the um, Barstool podcast with big 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 cat and BFT. Ryan, do you listen everybody to that? Knows
1: what part of my take is. Yeah.
0: Not not necessarily. <laughs> I don't listen. I've been it's big the on the number the one sports podcast, podcast on
1: the planet. Like, it, Whoa.
0: Don't don't disrespect New Heights, but anyway, um, the uh, the thing that they're saying, and I don't know if they're making this up, but it's it's kind of smart. Is like. They, they're saying people are starting to measure height by like where your where your eyes go, like measuring height from like how, how tall your eyes are. So because because like your forehead doesn't matter outside of that. So I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting tool. <laughs> we'll see. Peyton Manning would like a word. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's really weird. Him and his 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 five head. But anyway, um, seven Seven sometimes, yeah. By by the end of his career, maybe eight. Uh but yeah, I this this team obviously has a lot of a lot of size, a lot of ability to uh really, really get a, get a paint established. Um Chad, anything you've heard on Jizzler Day Day, I think that'll probably be the, the main storyline that uh, people will want to. Yeah, talk. I mean it's
1: still early, like those two are just kind of getting situated and settled. Um the biggest thing I've heard is they're they're both super competitive. Right. And they're going after each other, which is which is good. Um, did hear Day Day's got a little, little alpha to him, kind of vocal, getting after guys already, kind of, you know, leading the charge, uh, which you love to hear for a guy coming in as a freshman, as long as as long as they don't overstep their bounds and get crazy, but you do like to hear a guy coming in and being, you know, super confident in his abilities. And the word on Day Day is he is just an elite athlete just an elite athlete. So um, from what I've heard, both of them going to need to get a little, uh, get a little more game ready on those jumpers, uh, especially from, from three point range can be a little flat at times. And that's going to be kind of, at least from a perimeter shooting perspective, working on getting them a little bit more lift uh, on the shot, because you can like with, with as explosive as they are, you can rise up from 15 feet and shoot that puppy in. Right. You got to have a little bit more touch from the uh, when you back it up another seven eight feet. So
0: yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, obviously, it's, it's young. Yeah, early early in the summer, birds will be out tweeting more than uh, more than they are up to this point. But it's uh, it'll be it'll be a fun summer because, I, as have been mentioned, numerous places there's. There's been a lot of turnover within the past few seasons, but not the amount of turnover with the excitement that this season has. Um, so well, yeah, the, I mean,
1: what did we talk about when when we went into this offseason and, and they had already done some of that with adding the two point cards that they did, but it, it's time to start adding some top of the roster guys. Yep. Like, it, you know, you're in a position where you lost most of the top of your roster. Mm-hmm and you needed to go fill it with a new top of the roster right. transfer portal allows you the opportunity to do that and if things go as planned that's, that's what they did oh by the way uh all indications are that cj frederick can in fact really shoot the basketball
0: oh is that confirmed
1: yeah i that that's been confirmed from my sources yeah
0: okay okay huh. twitter uh, that's a good birdie right there. Um, but you know, I, good confirmation as well. I good to see that the uh, return to the Cincinnati area didn't really affect the shooting, touch it m- maybe enhanced it maybe if you will. So uh, we'll we'll see as that that story trend continues. But um, outside of that, it it's also good to see uh, Mike Rayfeld also posted the first monsters of the week, and it was Odio Guama and John Newman. So. Even though we mentioned all of these new new faces and whatnot, new names coming in and, and having their effects, it's good to see Odie and, and John kind of setting the standard is what uh, Ray felt said it as and, and being the monsters of the week. And so, you know, you mentioned all these like Kentucky teams that have the, you know, the one and dones. The best Kentucky teams were the ones that had returning players, that kind of. Quote, unquote," set the standard. So um, yeah. if, if you're able to mix that together with this new portal era, that's something to be, to have some fun with. Um, also with Jason asked, is CJ completely healthy right now? I, I imagine the whole team is healthy for the most part up to this point.
1: Yeah. CJ's last, his problems right. last year weren't a he broke his ribs on a camera. <laughs> like I, 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 that's not a nagging injury. That's just. Once you don't have a broken rib anymore, you're okay. But when you still have a broken rib, like it's it, for a shooter, it's kind of difficult. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's good to go. Just
0: uh, bad luck.
1: My understanding is everybody's been, you know, green light in workouts, ready to go. So at least knock on wood for the early summer. That's where you want to be.
0: Knock on wood. Uh, another thing r- regards to the current team is uh, the addition of uh, Josh Leffler to the staff uh, had success as John Hopkins head coach. Um, obviously is, is, you know, has had a lot of coaching experience up to this point, Chad, you were, you were able to meet coach Leffler today. And um, in, in addition Just spoke to, for
1: a brief moment, right? Yeah. Um, reaching, you know, you've got to reach out and introduce yourself. Yeah. yeah and say course. hello.
0: Of course. Um what and this kind of ties into what you were mentioning with with Drew Adams on the BCJ pod last week, just kind of all the the, the new changes that are coming with um, coaching staffs and whatnot. What what's your early indications, early takes on on Coach Leffler in addition to the staff?
1: Seems like pretty intense. Like I said, it was it was a brief interaction, right? Well, Seems just like overall, pretty yeah. pretty intense. You know, pretty intense, dialed in guy. Which you know that that's a role that. Mike Roberts kind of filled on the previous staff. So um, it's I I think this I think this was day one or day two for him. So uh, just up to him to make good relationships with the players and uh, understand and find exactly what his role is and find some value in it. Um, But yeah, so impressed with impressed with a, a quick first impression, but uh, I'm sure. Hopefully, I get to know him a little bit more as time goes on.
0: Uh, you, you mentioned Mike Roberts. Obviously, the news is matriculated at this point about his um, no, no longer being with the program and whatnot. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any more details on that. Obviously, nope. yeah. So uh, next, right? So he had one of his duties was the scheduling. So as as of right now, it looks like the schedule is kind of in. Uh, it's it's in its early stages, if you will, or at least the early discovery or, or release stages of uh, Detroit Mercy, November 11th, and November 15th, at Xavier, December 9th, versus Merrimack on December 19th. Uh, the Dayton game downtown I, is that I'm not sure if that's. A- I'm hearing
1: if it like it, it's still not official. That was right. what pisses me off about when John Rothstein does that. Yeah, don't. Don't report something if a contract's not signed, like
2: (laughs) there's the worst anyway.
1: Yeah. There's one, it's okay to like, just have all the facts instead of something's expected to happen. Well, what expected means is it's not done yet. Do I expect it to happen? Yeah. But like, it's not done when it gets done, then that's when you report something, don't report something, you know, that's not signed sealed and delivered. That shit drives me crazy. I think that'll be a mid December game uh like as it as it the finishing pieces uh and, get put in place.
0: And then Eastern Washington was also mentioned. I I think Eastern Washington
1: and Detroit Mercy are part of the MTE. Yeah. It's going to be UC is going to host both, Old Miss is going to host both, but UC and Old Miss don't play
2: that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: <laughs> MTEs now, I, I it's, it's above
3: my pay grade.
0: Yeah. Um. So obviously, that's that's not enough games to fill out an entire schedule. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see who kind of takes over that role and what.
1: Um. I think it'll probably be by committee at least right away. Right. Right. Um. You know, I did. I think Jake Thielen helped out Dollar or uh, Robert some with that process, okay. so I could see him having a role. And then Wes obviously will probably step in. Dollar's got a bunch of connections around the country, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's what games usually come down to: is it, somebody's got a connection to somebody's staff, and you work it out.
0: Well, and as we saw during the COVID era, you can literally schedule a game and. The snap of a yeah, finger is like that's, that's not it how move. it
1: goes in normal times. <laughs> I know, I, I know,
0: but I'm just saying it's, if if two sides could that would be the fun game, as hell, though.
1: Think about if everybody left three games open on their schedule, right? Two games open on their schedule, they just had to fill at some point in time in November and December, or right. maybe even like February just to
2: or. Or if you're going to be ridiculous with your football schedule and only, you know, play eight conference games, leave one open to actually schedule against an opponent who is worth a shit instead of
0: Alcorn State. Aaron, it means more, man. Come on, dude. Fucking you know, they Aaron. They're in a league of their own down there in the South. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, obviously it's going to – more news will come out about the out-of-conference schedule. I, I think Kansas already released their – out of conference schedule, so things are going to start forming, and you'll you'll see it probably you know within the next couple of, of weeks or months. I don't know, but something to continue to watch there as they continue to fill out. Either way, it's uh it's gonna be exciting to see who who eventually. I because you have to imagine they've got to schedule some sort of away game. It's every game right now is is right there within Cincinnati, so. Um, who knows? If not, if you got the Big East. That'll be a beast. So we'll see. Outside of that, a couple uh, basketball recruiting tidbits. Um, Tyler McKinley announced that he will be announcing his decision on this Thursday. Uh, did pick up a crystal ball to Cincinnati earlier today, uh, and obviously been been one of the staff has been after for quite a while. So that commitment coming on Thursday. And then, of course, Jace Richardson, a nice article dropped about him, about his uh, want to set up a Cincinnati official visit. He's already visited Michigan State, also wants to go to Alabama. Um, Had this to say about Cincinnati. The coaching staff has been on me hard, and it has been pretty cool. With the coaches calling me every day, I feel like they see something in me. They want me to come into their program and make an impact. They are making the move to the Big 12, so with them playing tougher competition, they're focusing harder on the guys they are trying to get. So, uh, obviously, Chad, you were able to see Jace. Um, and if, if he, you know. Him, Smooth. Yeah.
1: Aaron and I talked about it. Like, just completely in control. Never sped up. Never feels like he's dancing or, you know what I mean? Like, just right. the ball is where he wants it. He's He's dribbling to make a defense react to him and passing like just a point guard, like a legitimate kind of modern era point guard where he can get you 15, 17, 18 points, but still have six, seven assists, one or two turnovers, like uh, consummate. Like you can tell. To Julius. No, 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 no.
2: No. They danced.
1: Dave danced. Like, Dave was a dancer with the ball. Like, in and out, step backs. Like, this is not, that's not how Jace plays. That's That's fair. It's more like. um,
2: I was just thinking statistically, where you're talking
1: about. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about style of play, like the way he is with the ball in his hands. And that's that's not to say one's better than the other. It's just, Jace is one of those guys that'll like, get to like 12 feet and then dribble across the lane and wait to see if like a help side defender comes towards him and then hit somebody in the, on the back, you know, the dunk spot for, and he's like, he just, you can tell he grew up with the game. You can tell he grew up with a dad that loved basketball and and made a living off basketball. And he's kind of soaked it up. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect because he is a, he is a, a, a very good athlete, yeah. but that's not how he plays. Right. He, he plays like a cerebral point guard mm-hmm. who just happens to have a dad that might be one of the 10 best, like most explosive guys in the history of the NBA. Yep. How many so dunks like, do you think
2: he's thrown to his dad?
1: I, mm, I don't know. Once you get to dad age, are you still?
2: Well, I imagine he, he's been a dad for of him for Seventeen years or so. So
0: yeah. I'm, I'm. Yeah, back in the day, as a little kid, just yeah, talking it up to tossing dad, tossing it up
1: and letting dad go get it. Like I'm sure dad, dad didn't mind. <laughs> the,
0: it, you know, it's it's interesting because I, on pigs, I think someone posted on the board um, that uh, they they saw him recently and he he did have some pretty explosive dunks. Well, you know, he's coming off an injury, so I imagine the explosions just slowly building back. Yeah,
1: it's it's just not. It, 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 he is he's bouncy, right? But it's not how he plays. Like, like I,
0: yeah, his dad's you know, game was his, that. his dad's
1: game was loud, it was about his head was yeah. above the rim. Like yeah. that's not how Jace plays. He has it, he's yeah. a really, really good athlete. Right. Um, he just plays differently. And, and you know, I, I talked to Aaron about uh that, that first night that I saw him. He's one of those guys that you're like, man, I, I thought he probably I could have looked to score it a little more. And then you look at the box score and he's got like 18 points. He's, he's six for 10 from the floor. Right. He hit two threes. He got to the free throw line. And you're like, I guess I'm an idiot. Out of him, yeah. Right. 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 He, he just doesn't take bad shots. He doesn't get sped up. He doesn't like at, at, the day comparison. Aaron,
2: in that regard, yeah,
1: Dave could get sped up. Now he's still hit a lot of tough,
0: off balance, low percentage
1: right. shots. Right. Jace is so far from what I've. It's only a, a one weekend, but most of his shots are pretty damn high percentage, and they go in.
0: And, and I, another quick, not really a comparison, but you know, you look at like Bronny James didn't really fill out to the to the level of athleticism type as yeah, it's just as,
1: not six, eight, six, right, right. <laughs> but it's
0: like it, it a big leap in athleticism from his, you know, junior to senior year. So I, I, I imagine that that'll be something as well that you see out, out of Jace as, as, he continues to just fully grow into his body. So yeah. um, it'll be fun to watch that recruitment as well. Uh, what's the next step in the AAU circuit upcoming?
1: So June is all high school and camps right um tyler mckinley right now is out at pangos a bunch of the top most of the top players in the country out at the pangos camp in uh west. i think it's in la sometimes it's in la sometimes it's in vegas um but that's a uh that's a big time camp flory's there tyler's there um most of the elite players are there so that's going on now they'll go do some stuff with their high school teams For most of the month there'll be some i think uh nba players camp is usually in june that might be in july now but it's usually in june um so yeah and then july the beginning of the month you'll have the adidas nike and under armor uh finals and then there'll be some showcase events out in vegas and stuff like that for the end of july
0: boom it's it's all right around the corner man all right, around the corner, um, and, and chat another thing. I or Aaron and Ryan, if you know anything about this, I, I saw Andrew Slater as we were on the pod tweet out about the staff being at this. What is it? The U.S. US- yeah, it's the 16. under.
1: It's the under sixteen FIBA.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah, I imagine they just sent someone out there to just do dollar.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean dollars. Dollars got the unenviable task of. Spending a couple days in the Caribbean watching basketball.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. You know it was pretty funny. I so I saw Eastern Washington. I was, I was just kind of like scrolling while we were talking. I saw Eastern Washington, and then I saw Puerto Rico, and I thought, wait a minute, did did Cincinnati just got just getting MTE with Duke, LSU, and <laughs> Eastern Washington and Puerto Rico? No. I'm like, what? No, 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 that's no it's
1: the, so. Remember last week they had. Memorial Day weekend they
0: had tryouts for the under 16 team. Yeah. yeah. This is that. Okay. Okay. So cool. Hey, they're they they've got their fingerprints on everything. I like it. And that's how it should be. They're not.
1: They they ain't scared.
0: No, they are not. That they are not. Um, but plenty more coming. Uh hopefully a, a good week as well, uh, for news um as things continue. So whoa, whoa. We'll go ahead and time stamp this one, unless you guys have anything else basketball-wise. And uh, get the move.
1: Quick Paper Supply, your local and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. They service over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, couch custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference Bearcats. For 20% off your first month of purchases.
0: Boom. Well, you're muted, chat.
1: Yo, Adrian, are you there? No. Oh, we got to put her on the stream there.
2: There you go. All right. And Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian is brought to you by Low Miller Real Estate. You can reach Adrian Henson at 859 444 8159 for free home evaluations. You can also reach her via email ahenson at low miller real estate. That's l-o-h M-I-L-L-E-R-realestate.com or at Adrian A-D-R-E-A-N-L Henson at iCloud.com. Boom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's up?
4: What's going on, guys?
0: Yo, Adrian, how are we?
4: Fabulous.
0: What Here the we drink? go. Here we go.
4: How are you guys tonight?
2: Doing all right. Aaron
1: was a little cranky early. I think he overcooked some chicken or something. I,
2: it, yeah, it was just bland. I, I tried to do blackened chicken. And it tasted bland. I don't know.
0: Well, did you, um, did you, you do it, it on
2: the on the on
0: blackstone? Blackstone? No,
2: I did. I did it. I did it in the kitchen on. And uh pan. yeah, cast iron, but I don't know, it just didn't turn out great. Um Royer,
3: what did he do wrong? <laughs> did you have the pan hot enough with a good layer of butter and oil?
2: I plenty of butter, uh two minutes each side and then threw it in uh the oven for four hundred as the uh at four hundred as the uh, recipe called for. Yeah. The Google
0: recipe. Yeah.
2: It was it was juicy, it just was it was bland. Yeah. Um, I did pick out a question though for Adrian. There were there were um, a hundred questions. There, I saw I saw eight. I mean, uh, there's quite that's
0: that. more than the whole entire mailbag has.
2: Not it is it is that we didn't have a single football question in the mailbag. <laughs> that's the first time that I can remember that happening. That's how Dawn, you know that things are summer. That's how you know that things have been quiet. We've been struggling to find a nightcap topic. We've it's it's been quiet. Um, but the one that I picked out comes from Ghost Dad UC 13. Uh, and he asked, What's one thing about Chad as a person today that would have shocked your younger self to know? Hmm.
4: Well, I would say that um, he's a pretty good cook. Surprisingly, I don't know if you guys have ever ate his food. But um, he can really cook some some mean steak and some mean chicken
1: that was mom. I mean, <laughs> that was mom,
4: but, but in your younger years, you would have never, ever thought that that would have ever been.
1: Well, that's cause we let mom cook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. My right. mom was one of those people that like, there would be five people coming over for dinner and my mom would cook for 15. Let like there, the there was no, cook. you couldn't help. There was nothing <laughs> like, she would just be like, get the hell out of my way. I'm busy. Like she, she wasn't like, but towards the end as she was sick and whatnot, like she did let, like, I started to help her out a little. I would bring stuff over. That was kind of the beginning. Cause I didn't cook much growing up. No. But I helped her out a little bit, like a little later in the process. And then I kind of got, got hooked on it. So you're right. I wasn't, you wouldn't want to be cooking you a meal at like 24. But by the time I was like thirty, like it had settled in.
4: Yeah, you were uh, you were quite the kid that was not going to be a chef.
2: No. Well, he's here's now not quite never, the foodie,
1: <laughs> but I could never be a chef because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to cook what you want. I want to cook what I want.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and you clearly don't miss meals, so. Nah,
1: <laughs> that's good. I don't. You know. I don't eat a ton, though.
4: Maybe not now.
1: And it's it's still more
3: like coming for the throat. Adrian. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is this
0: is this is the good <laughs> Adrian right here.
1: We <laughs> gotta make it fun, guys.
0: Yeah. What? Well, so it. so Chad talks a big game about his cooking, oh. but ah uh, oh, oh, bye, Chad. But it, he talks a big game about his cooking, but he's never invited any of us <laughs> to even try it. He
4: is a really good cook.
0: Well, actually, no. I take that back. Your sliders. You did that, bring those.
1: I did. And what happened to the sliders?
0: They were eaten. I didn't, I didn't even get, it. In it, like didn't two get minutes.
1: it. Aaron didn't even get one. Yeah. Oh, Aaron. I, <laughs> I, I made cheese coney sliders. Wow. And, uh,
4: hooting and hollering in the background.
1: <laughs> that's Royer's house.
4: <laughs>
0: My guess is the She's, Knights just scored. Right, Ryan?
3: We are uh we're a big Panthers house because oh. uh, of Jack Eichel. Ooh, let's go peace former Sabre. Um he is hated by the Saber community and my roommates are uh big Sabres fans. So
2: well, Adrian, there's no, a, Roy, there's one last question.
1: I was gonna tell Roy huh? real quick. You you take some ground beef, okay, you put some Cincinnati chili seasoning in it. Let that all cook together you cut up some hot dogs in small pieces put the hot dogs in there and that gives you your like chili cheese coney like kind of vibe and then some velveeta to like thicken it up and then you put it on the slider buns with some mustard and then you put the shredded cheese on top put the the top bun on put it in the oven and you got cheese coney sliders
0: okay
3: Okay, that, that sounds amazing. They were Can devoured. Some of that.
1: I brought thirty six of them. They were gone in like Your eight minutes. Aaron showed over. up. Aaron showed up and was like, "Where are they at?" And I was like, eh, "Sorry, bro."
0: <laughs> I like I thought about saving one bite for Aaron, but but you ate no, it. No, I would not have eaten one bite. Get out of here. I told you to <laughs> take
1: one mean, bite. Chelsea, shove it. It was. I will stab you, Chelsea. Oh, uh, Adrian. There. No, I'm uh, sorry. She was over for a taco for Kelsey's birthday. She was over for a taco bar.
2: Uh, Adrian, there's one last question actually for you, um, but it is regarding real estate. So we'll get, let you get out of here after this question. Uh, I see places for auction on realty apps all the time. What are your thoughts on auctions? Should we stay away from them or should we look into them? Any suggestions for first time home buyers? Should we wait to buy or keep looking? Do you happen to serve the Louisville area? Thanks.
4: Um, I do actually serve the Louisville area. Um, I'll even go as far as down to Lake Cumberland. Um, the auction sites, um, you know, basically a lot of those are going to be like auction.com and HUD home store. Um, you're not going to get uh, closing costs or anything like that paid when it comes to an auction. Um, because a lot of times the bank, um, the bank is actually just wanting to settle that debt, um, and they typically won't uh, allow you to ask for any kind of repairs or anything like that during a home inspection. Um, you can have home inspections during um, during like um, a purchase with a auction home, um, but the only thing is is that you know you're dealing with a bank directly unless you're going to use a local realtor. Like myself, um, to help you get through that process.
1: There you go. There go. All right, that's that's,
0: that's talking real estate. That's, it is that. And that is talking real estate on the BBP, baby. Well, we
2: thank you once again for another show with us, Adrian. And again, you can find her for with low miller real estate eight five nine four 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 eight one five nine get your free home evaluation and again she can be reached at a henson at low miller real Estate.com or at adrian l henson at icloud.com
4: i did want to mention um i am going to be running a referral giveaway um, here in the next couple weeks um i just mentioned it to chad a little bit ago um and it's basically just going to be, uh, let's take you to the ball game type of thing. Uh, we're going to give away two Reds tickets, one parking pass and two food vouchers um, to one lucky winner. Um, I'm going to run that referral contest here in the next couple weeks. Um, if you know anyone that's looking to sell or buy, um, just I'll, I'll have a form that they can fill out. Um, and then uh, they'll be entered into the drawing and we'll announce it at the end of June.
2: There you have it. All right. Well, thanks again, Adrian. We appreciate it. And, uh,
1: see <laughs>
4: Thank you, next guys.
1: Week. See you next week.
4: Bye.
2: Thank you,
1: Adrian.
4: Bye, bye. Thank you.
1: Calm down, Chelsea. I, I corrected myself. I just read it wrong. I thought you were saying like my food was like Taco Bell taco meat. Like, and then and then I realized that's not what you were saying. And we're okay. Just relax. All right. I rescinded the "I was going to stab you" comment.
2: moving on so here uh we're gonna do the mailbag and the football portion of the mailbag is over the basketball portion of the mailbag um oh boy how big a leg up Is system continuity for guys like Reed who have to work, who have work to do to stick out from a pack that includes a lot of new faces. Is this more or less important in basketball than it is, than it would be in football?
1: That's player specific. Yeah. I mean, it's for some guys, they're quick learners and they pick it up everything up quick and they can, you know, not have a problem with like a learning curve for some guys. It takes a little bit for Josh. I think it's more, you know, a confidence thing. You know, the more feeling like I belong at this level, and and that's one guy I did forget. Like I, I mentioned last week, and I wanted to add again today. Everybody's been really impressed with how Josh has uh, returned to campus from the the break that they had a couple of weeks for a couple of weeks. Like we did talk back about- home and got after it. Yeah, we talked about
2: it. Yeah, we talked about that on one of the night. Guys. I just
1: wanted to mention it again uh, here yeah, today. Yeah. Um, so uh, some of that is familiarity. Some of it is just getting older and like figuring out, oh shit, like this, this is serious. Like this, this is a legit high major roster. I better get my shit together. I'm going to get shuffled to the back of the deck and I don't want to get shuffled to the back of the deck. So, um Ryan, what do you think? More important to uh, to have that familiarity on the system in football just because there's so many more bodies and so much more to it?
3: Sorry. Hold on. The Reds are setting off fireworks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's okay.
3: They
2: did win.
1: Yeah. That was like 10 minutes ago, though.
2: I know. And that's a, it's a how delay. Did that, how did that Abbott guy pitch?
1: Uh, six innings, no runs, one
2: hit. Wow. First pitcher for the Reds to do that since nineteen oh one.
0: Holy moly, that's good. In their debut. What do you think,
1: Brian? Give it to us. We'll we'll deal with the fireworks. It's okay.
3: Okay, I think they're done. Um hold on, I, I forgot the question. I'm sorry. System continuity. So hey, how continuity?
1: important is it in football? Like that to where, you know, you get two three years in the system, you're you're cranking on all cylinders.
3: It's huge. Uh, you see such a big jump from guys going into their their spring ball, their first spring ball after their first freshman year, and then through the season, and then into their second spring ball. The same huge leap. It's just the system, like knowing the system in terms of like knowing how to train, knowing how to go about your day-to-day schedule, but then knowing the playbook, knowing your coaches, knowing how to take their coaching and how to just improve and just growing as a man. And, and I think a system continuity helps you with all those things. I think it was super important for football because you know you got 130 guys, so you got to stay within the system. You got to know your role in the system in order to, to move up it and move the ranks of the system.
1: Do you have to know your role and shut your mouth or just know your role?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes if you're like damn good enough, you can you can keep your mouth open and say whatever the the hell you want, but that doesn't that's not the that's a very rare form. So it does like Ahmad Ahmad could have kept his mouth open as long as he wanted. <laughs> I, I, after, after his freshman year, the way he was born, there's guys, some other guys like that too. But for the most part, um, most guys, you know, you keep your mouth shut, you do your, do your time, and then you get, your, you get your job and you roll with it. And I think the system is, you know, it's set up to help guys succeed in that way. All right. Uh, what is the predicted role
2: for Sage?
1: I mean, right now it's and and you know, backup big man. <laughs> like, there's there's a lot of depth, a lot of experience in front of him. So that's not a shot at Sage. He's he, from the he's clearly getting better. He's up to two hundred thirty five, two hundred forty pounds. Like the skill level is improving. He can stretch the floor. He moves well. But you got Vic, Aziz, Jamil. But now, if one or both of those waivers don't go through then we're talking about a whole different uh November through April for Sage so we'll see
0: yeah <laughs> i mean i mean i the thing about sage is like he's intriguing because of his raw size and everything sure. so and sometimes and he's he yeah, can pass, still, he can shoot, true.
1: like I, there, there's skill there.
0: And I feel like sometimes with those type of players, the more minutes that you do get, the more comfortable that you get, and you find like where you yeah. fit the best. You know, um, he doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna overdo anything out there. So but yeah, I, I mean that's a that is a loaded, loaded, loaded room. But I mean injuries happen, waivers happen, foul trouble happens. So be ready.
2: Everyone's most underrated player on the 23 24 Hoops roster. I think Seamus Lacosius. I see a big jump from sophomore to junior year.
1: I don't know how he's underrated. That, I guess that's the problem I have with questions like these.
0: Yeah.
1: Who is doing the rating? Right. <laughs> right.
2: We haven't we haven't seen anyone play yet to know like I don't know right. that I can put I don't know that I can put Day Day or Jizzle on an underrated yet when we haven't seen them practice yet, uh, right. we don't know what? what the development of Dan looks like. We we
0: haven't seen Ray yet. Um,
2: yeah,
0: I mean, my pick would be Dan, um, just because like I'll go, with, I'll go with Josh. Yeah. Like Dan, just because you see all of these like projected starting fives from the fans, you know, obviously sliding CJ and and Seamus out there, and I, I think Dan has the potential to become the the best player on the entire team, um, if if his development catches up to his it's you know freakish intangibles. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Yes. We're, Ryan, Ryan, who's your most underrated player All the Hoops team?
3: I was going to go with Dan as well. I right. just thought, like, that untapped – I mean, you, you started to see his his uh his growth throughout the year and all the potential he can have, and I think he's going to stack on top of that this offseason and just get even better. Uh, I think he's going to have more swag, more confidence, you know, kind of like how I alluded to with uh, going into your second year. That, that development, that whole offseason with the program is super – is super critical for a player's development. I think it was a guy uh, that has a ceiling as high as he does that I think he's going to he, – he might be flying under people's radars right now, but you give him some time, and he's going to start busting through that ceiling. I'm curious to see if any of these guys end up playing in the Smith League. I saw Ravon
0: posted some Smith League game like tonight, I think, is going on. They had, like some All-Star? all-star game thing. Right. So, who knows?
2: All right. Uh, any new Flory update? Mention of him in the 2024 recruiting thread visiting this month. If true, would seem to indicate they feel he is speeding up his timeline, right? And number two. I,
1: one, one, no. Uh, and I don't believe he'll be visiting this month. That is before there was some thought that they could double dip and get him to visit this month and then again in the fall for football season but there was a change in the ncaa rules and now it doesn't look like you're going to be able to double dip you're only the new rules say you can only take an official visit to us so basically what they're doing you are no longer limited to five official visits if schools want to bring you on a hundred official visits you can take a hundred official visits you can just only go to each school once on an official visit So there were some thoughts of bringing guys in in June and then trying to bring them back in the football season. But this staff has an understanding that Nippert Stadium is one of the best recruiting tools on the planet. And if you bring kids in, you bring them in for a football game when campus is packed and the nip is rocking and they go home blown away by the atmosphere at Cincinnati. You know where you don't get that? June. When there's nobody here. So no, it, I don't think Flory will be in this month.
2: And number and two, no, I don't hasn't
1: think his timeline speeding up is speeding
2: up either. Hasn't been mentioned for a while, but is a basketball practice facility slash gym still being talked about?
1: It's still being wanted. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not not being
2: talked about. <laughs> right. It's on the wish
1: list. It's just, there's a lot of wishes that have been granted. <laughs> so,
2: the genie's got to recharge. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the genie's got to take a nap. <laughs> and then we'll get back to that eventually. <laughs> and
2: that is your well portion of the mailbag. Wrapping it up with the Banks portion of the mailbag. Uh, rapid Fire, best workout song. Ryan, we'll start with you because I think you probably work out more than any of us. <laughs>
3: Oh man. Ah. Uh... don't you Not that one. Hold on. <laughs> Brent, well, what,
2: well,
0: what you... well, Ryan scrapes his brain. What you got, Brent? Dude, I I mean for me it's just like anything loud and boofy. I like I feel like there's Killing not the one. Name. There's not like one in particular song. Um yeah, I, I guess
3: I love I love Bulls on Parade. Probably that one.
1: You like Bulls on Parade over Killing in the Name?
3: Yeah, it just feels like more in your face because Killing the Name kind of has like that build up. you know? Yeah, but it, the, the whole half of the song are just screaming "Fuck you!" I won't do what you tell me. I know, I know, but the Bulls on Parade is just like <laughs> from the Yeah, maybe maybe a little throw it up. Little,
0: little john oh, yeah, you know
3: that's a good one
0: yeah get you get get the juices flowing one one back when i was in my high school heyday was was we ready like yeah. we ready <laughs> yes i get us hype, but yeah i mean break break stuff yeah i i like, mean nowadays I, i'll just throw on biscuit. like what some freaking edm music
2: and just no yeah. that's the name of the song break stuff Oh well, then, yeah. My
0: Limp biscuit. Maybe Wild Boy, Machine Gun Kelly.
3: <laughs> the remix or the real one? Uh, oh yeah.
0: Funnier
2: movie: The Other Guys or Daddy's Home?
3: Never seen. Close, it. but Other Guys is the I Other Guys. The funniest movie ever. Other far Guys al- for sure. Far and away, The Other
2: Guys. Daddy's Home's with, all with, right, without
0: question.
3: I thought Daddy's Home was was like underloved.
0: Yeah, like I
3: watched it. I thought it was so funny. Did
0: you watch Daddy's Home too?
3: Yeah, they're both just unbelievably stupid. But, <laughs> but other guys, is, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, other guys is like so quotable. The Have you guys watched the gag reel on Other Guys? It's Like 14 minutes on YouTube. It might be funnier than really
2: the, than the actual movie.
3: Is, oh, it is so good. i check just it out. The dumbest, the dumbest shit you can imagine.
2: Camping with two Holloway for a week or spending a week in Branson, Missouri for a destination wedding?
3: Branson, Missouri, a thousand
1: times out of a thousand.
2: Yeah. Where are you camping? I don't care. I mean, you just let him Branson. go into his you let him go into his tent and zip him up.
0: <laughs> you know, I I'll I tell you what. You go to uh, Branson. is get that like a, a golf
1: destination?
0: Yeah, get a, get a, get a round of golf in, you know, there at Payne's Valley. Head to Buffalo Ridge if you want to get, get two rounds in, you know, the day before the wedding. Maybe that night go to Crazy Craig's Cheeky Monkey Bar, um, you know. you know, Maybe the paddle wheel if you want. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that place, I, I hate Branson, Missouri, man. <laughs>
2: Rattled off every golf course there. Yeah, I mean, I, I went, that the,
0: place. went there for a for a bachelor party, and I mean, it was fine, but it was like, <laughs> we were like, we we're like, what are we doing here? Like, friends of Missouri. There, there,
1: how is there not a movie about you? Everything you do is associated with a wedding. Your entire existence is somebody like you are like waiting the, for the, the next dress- wedding. The dresses move like whatever the, 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 the with Catherine 27 Heigl. dresses, yeah, I, yeah, I, that's I, you. You're the male version of Catherine Heigl.
0: Well, well, the scary thing is now, is like, <laughs> now everyone's like, Grant Wade, you can get engaged. It was like, all right, man, just relax because
2: like, everyone's running out of weddings. <laughs> I know, it's I, like, chill out, yeah, you're, so. never mind, never mind. Um, follow up. Follow-up question, when Kelsey starts to date, which one of the BCJ staff is going to play the role of Will Smith in Bad Boys 2 to scare the shit out of the young man who comes to pick her up for a date?
1: It's not going to be Brent. Brent's going to try to get her married.
0: Accurate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's
1: got to be Royer.
0: It will not be me. No way.
1: Aaron's
0: going to cry.
2: If it's a member of staff, wouldn't it be Dave.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Dave comes over, brings the steaks, and you're cooking, yeah. and
1: yeah, yeah, probably Dave. Probably Dave kind of looks crazy too. Like, if you don't know Dave, you're probably gonna be like, that guy might kill you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and the last questions here, um, coming in from D Monk: best cheesy pickup lines.
1: I love the the guys that do the uh, like the YouTube like where they they're out doing like pickup lines or whatever. One of my favorites is they'll walk up like they're lost and they'll go, "I'm looking for um your number."
2: It's cheesy <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
3: no.
1: but like super effective, I would assume.
3: I've seen I've seen one. It was the oh hey that guy over there thinks you're cute. Then he runs away and like yeah, stands yeah, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. away and like, her. like that one was, it's bad but it's it's that's, funny. that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and and the girl in the video always laughs and it's like ah you yeah. Know. So yeah yeah. My pickup lines are always a little dirty.
3: Holy shit. The we'll face <laughs> What what
1: just happened? I'm sorry. Kelsey's <laughs> blowing your nose right out. Can you guys hear that? I I do.
2: Like that? She she likes to try and make an appearance every show in one way or another. Jesus
0: Christ. I think what is, is, Ryan, are you saying about this the, the last one? <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs>
0: uh well, first off,
2: can blind people see their dreams?
3: I feel yeah, like they I'm can. Sure so. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It like Cause they don't yeah, know like, what anything. Like blind like. all their life, or blind like, like uh, they would, they're blind all their life. They they then they wouldn't knows. know. Like they wouldn't know. Wait, do they, what, do they imagine like. Though they would they imagine things?
2: Yeah, true. Well, what
3: would that look like? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: know. But how would they describe it either? Like because you can't compare it to like. Right. I know. It.
3: It's um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's a good. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I think Stevie Wonder could have a pretty cool dream. I don't and, think he's uh, blind, but that's a whole different conspiracy theory.
0: Oh gosh, okay. Stevie
3: I think blind. he's one of those blind guys. No, there's there's a hundred
1: stories of people that have hung out with Stevie Wonder, and he ain't blind. He can see some. Like he's yeah, probably can, got limited vision. Uh, but I got Stevie a, can see.
3: I got a quick line, a, a quick example. We're like it was like my, it was like Alec and I were in like our summer classes in like our second or third year of engineering. And there is this, this blind kid in our class and he has, it's like a first day of class. He has like the neon vest, the glasses and the, the stick. And he's like, we're sitting there and like class starts and he's like sitting up at the front and you know, we're not really paying much attention. And then like, there's a slide up there. And then the, the kid goes like, can you explain uh, what that like that little note there says? And Alec and I just both look at each other like, wait, what? Like, what the hell? How is this guy like asking questions on the notes? How how some people aren't
1: completely blind, they're just kind of blind.
3: And that was my realization that that I mean, I've I've only
1: got one, like I've only got one thing to say about three. And that's you kill Caillou. Fuck Caillou.
2: (laughs) What? But you don't you don't F Caillou. Wait, is
3: this before Bin Laden? Uh, uh, F. F Mary killed
2: Bin Laden, Caillou, and Toby from the office.
3: That's a critical question. Is this pre or post
2: 9-11? Is, is Toby the serial killer?
3: <laughs> I guess well, I'm going to have to kill Bin Laden chat. and Mary Caillou. He seems like a nice person but that's also <laughs>
2: pedophilia I think there's don't no right on. there's no right answer here so we're just going so to avoid I, it like the plague.
0: Deep monk you're uh, killing us. I got
3: I got a I got a good I got a good thing. I just don't want to say it on air. Caillou's
0: yeah, well. five foot eleven.
2: That's insane. Yeah. Not if you're measuring from the eyes up.
0: Ah but well, yeah now he's, we've he's, gone
2: full circle.
0: Four-year-old, five foot eleven. That's insane.
2: Anyway, future
0: future big man for West Miller. How about that?
2: Right. Well, that's the mailbag.
0: Get us out of here, Brent. All right, all right. Nothing, nothing else, guys. No, no closing remarks for those. I don't know. Let me, let me, dear listeners that hung on to the end.
2: Let, let me unmute Chad here real quick. He was talking with Kelsey, so I muted him. Chad, you're unmuted. You anything left? Fuck you? All right, there it is. Get
0: us out of here, Brent. Well, hey, yet again, it's been another fantastic week of sports for Cincinnati fans. Uh, Potentially another really, really big week. Um, You know, news coming on the basketball side and football side for recruiting all throughout the week. And, of course, more uh, updates on the progressions of the teams during their practices. But, man, (laughs) this is the time when you get excited for what is about to come. Well, but for my guys, my pals, my partners, of course, a special thank you to Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Uh, and of course, another thank you to the Quick Paper Supply and also to Yo Adrian. But for my guys, pals, and friends, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer, I am Brent Young, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com.
2: See ya!